Welcome back to Dialogues with Creators. In our last podcast, we spoke with Chad Daniel, Executive Director of the Artistic Civic Theater in Dalton, Georgia. In this podcast, we will continue our conversation with him about theater and performing arts. And it's interesting some of the things we've mentioned because an average person who is not really schooled in these things would go and they may be conscious of those things they may not be. They may be conscious of them at a sub, subconscious I mean, they may mm-hmm. be operating on them at a subconscious level and as far as the whole emotive and response to the theater. But like the lighting, you know, we they may not realize what's being done with the lighting because it's subtle, but it's still affecting them. It's like, it's like background music in a movie. Uh, yeah, the audience, you mean. Yeah. The audience, yeah. Well, if you if somebody dies on stage and you blast a red light on that person, <laughs> the audience is going to go, oh, my gosh, I'm, do they think I'm an idiot? Why, why do they need to? You know, it's about subtlety. And it's, like uh-huh. you said, it's about affecting the subconscious of the audience mm-hmm. without bombarding them with, with um, you know, visual ideas. He's dead. <laughs> he's dead. Red light on that guy because he's dead. You don't know he's dead, but now you do. Yeah. Um, one concept of art that is often misunderstood is that by choosing an art form, one has to limit or confine oneself to that form. And for the ex- example, um, I like think of a sonnet, you know, Shakespeare, Shakespeare wrote sonnets, which he did. Yeah, he did. What? Which to be a non-poet is kind of constraining. I mean, you look at a sonnet, it's 14 lines, each of 10 syllables, they each have to do, to do, as I call it. I am big I'm big pameter, yeah. And they have to rhyme in couplets. Uh-huh. And I'm like, who can write this? I tried it, and it was not good. <laughs> Let's just say uh, it was not good. Yeah. Um, of course, not all of us are trying to write sonnets, and modern art does allow more ex- for more exper- uh, experimentation. Um, an actor and director are constrained by the words on the page of the text. Or are they? <laughs> I've always, and the example I would use is, um, I've taught the play, um, A Doll's House, uh, in, in classes. And whenever I show the videos of them, of the plays, uh, Helmer always strikes Nora, but that's not in the script. Mm-hmm. So it's a director's choice to do that, which mm-hmm. I think is interesting that they choose to show him being physically violent, but that's not Helmer mm-hmm. in my mind. He's not a physically violent person. He's a, he's not an admirable person in that moment, but he's not an abuser. So that's a director choice. It's always puzzled me a little bit. I think those kinds of choices are very important because that would not be Ibsen's intention. Right. He doesn't strike Nora. Yeah. He, he doesn't. It, if he did, it would be in Ibsen's script. Ibsen would not have said, well, he hits, maybe he hits her here, maybe he doesn't. Ibsen was very deliberate in mm-hmm. everything he writes. And to me, changing the put, I don't understand that. You would completely change the character of Helmer. Mm-hmm. Like you said, he becomes an abuser. He becomes someone that the audience hates. hates yeah. Yeah. And you want, them, you want them to love and hate at the same time. Mm-hmm. You, know, yeah. you do not, because it changes the perspective. It makes the ending where Nora finally leaves Elmer, that it negates that. Yes. It doesn't, it loses all its power mm-hmm. because everybody's like, yeah, finally. 
Yeah. Um, because they assume he's always been doing that, and mm-hmm. that's not the case at all. Mm-hmm. You know, it's his view of Nora that's the problem. Yeah. And her understanding that, not that he, he strikes her one time. So. And it's 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 the same idea as as Stanley and uh, Stanley and Blanche. You know, it's obviously he he rapes her. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you take that out of the script, um, it changes everything. Mm-hmm. You know, do uh, some directors do that? Yeah. Oh, really? Well, they'll soften it for different. Um, and there's two versions of Streetcar where um, there's one where she leaves Stanley at the end after Blanche goes off to yeah <laughs> off to the way. asylum mm-hmm. asylum, and then there's one where she doesn't, hmm. and he uh, had to write one for. Broadway at the time wanted to write an alternative ending um, to Streetcar. Because they didn't want to show the rape? No, they didn't want to show her leaving oh, Stanley. Despite what he had done. Despite what That's he But she doesn't know what he's done. She oh, knows he's done something. Yeah. Um, but, um, and, and she's pregnant, you know. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. I, that was a time in history where people didn't just get she did, and just like a doll's house. I mean, her leaving. Um, well, she leaves her children too. Yeah, which is unspeakable. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. But the gravity of that moment is one of the strongest mm-hmm. in, yeah. the, in the history of theater because he's driven her to the point where she's ready to walk away from everything, and she's a loving mother. And but her kids have become dolls to her. Mm-hmm. You know, so you, you kind of. You, you know, the brilliant thing about a great playwright is they'll make you go, what? Yeah. What yeah. side am I on? Mm-hmm. You, know? Yeah. you know? So the humanity of it, yes. I love to teach that play because it's, because it is, you know, in its original form, it is not something where you say, well, he's the bad guy and she's the good guy or yeah. whatever, you know, or she's, it's, yeah. Uh, it's, but you look at what she's done for Helmer. I mean, yeah. she's, she's, the reason she took out mm-hmm. the loan is for, for, him, good, yeah. for him. So it's there's there's so many levels to that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think it's incredibly well structured mm-hmm. play. So. Yeah. Um, so I know you're a playwright. What have you done, and what are you working on? You working on any plays right now? Yeah, I'm working on I'm working on a verse uh, play, um, and I'm working on. Is it an iambic pentameter? No, it's <laughs> blank verse, and okay. it's um, it's it's very, it's verse though, and it's definitely structured. It's what do you call it, lyrical verse, mm-hmm. um, but it's not it's not a, it's not an iambic pentameter. Um, but I'm doing that, and it's a um, and then I'm also working on another uh, show, a one man. Not it's not a one man show. It's a show that happens to just be one character and a typewriter and the typewriters going back and forth. So that's what I'm working on. I say working on, I'm constantly revising what I'm doing. Um, never, it's never good enough. And, um, it's, it's great. And it's, well, somebody asked me recently, was how does a writer know when it's done? <laughs> I said, good question. They don't. And it's <laughs> never done. It's just, it's turned in. Right. That's what it is. <laughs> right. It's right. turned in. Um, a lot of folks don't know you're funny, um, but you're funny. I hope they know that now. You created a series of videos for your classes in theater appreciation that are quite witty, yet teach the concepts. Where do you see creativity in the teaching process, even with students who most 
most of them in a theater appreciation class are not that interested in theater. (laughs) (laughs) It's that's part of the creativity. You have to get them interested in it. Mm -hmm. And it's difficult. It's difficult to get them interested because they don't, they come, a lot of those students come in not having any idea what theater is. Which is so odd. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah, they don't know. They've never been to a play. They don't know anything about it. Now, some of them do. Um, and, um, I like the blank slates that don't know anything about it. Um, because I can, uh, kind of give them my perspective on things and let them, you know, let them go from there and watching them open their eyes to the theater and, um, uh, you know, working with them on that level. You have to be creative in how you do that. You have to constantly be shifting because every class is different. Um, not online necessarily. <laughs> All the same online. Um, <laughs> I can't, you know, I didn't, all about, you talk about a blank slate. We're all a blank slate online. I shouldn't say that. I, uh, I'll get in trouble. Mr. But, D, I missed the quiz. I didn't realize you posted it. Really? Because there was a big announcement about it. Um, well, you don't, you don't see anybody. No. I mean, the best you can do is get them to post a picture, and most of them won't. Yeah. And uh, to introduce themselves on the discussion board. And so you get to know some of them that way. But yeah. still, they're just not... They're disembodied, is yeah. what I think, you know, mm-hmm. online. And I'm sorry, I'm going to get in trouble for all this. But, I mean, I've been teaching online since 98. So I, I did it before it was cool. Yeah. And it's it's just, it, it serves a purpose, but it's a it's just not the same. Mm-mm. It's not the same as having people in the classroom no. that you can connect with. Just like, it, it would be like doing theater online. Yeah, which is... Because teaching is a type of theater anyway. So. I refused... Right when the pandemic hit, we were doing had a gabbler here, and, and I know I could have gone online with it, and I was like, Mm-mm, "Not doing yeah. Ibsen online." <laughs> uh, so um, it might have been a first. <laughs> yeah, and it would have been Ibsen would have been. I mean, we'd have heard it in this country, him rolling over in his grave. Yeah, um, so. streaming Ibsen. Yes, He's streaming. <laughs> um. So now that you're the executive director of the Artistic Civic Theater in Dalton, that is, that's a little bit of a change for some of the things you've done. I, have you ever been an executive director of a theater before? Not even close. Okay. No. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Are you allowed to talk about what's planned there performance-wise? Yes. Uh, they would. They would. This is the PR part. Yeah. I, um, we, we, so far this year we've done rumors, um, which I was forced to act and we had an actor quit two days before opening oh no and they said can you fill in and i said yeah and i immediately sat down with the script and learned uh the first night i had to have an earbud in because i didn't know the lines well enough and then i was pretty good from there on out so it went well but um and then we did um the book of will which is fascinating wonderful show um about uh, the King's Men and putting together first folio. Um, everybody out in the, everybody listening to this is probably like, what is he talking about? Yeah, I know. That was sort of, I thought, okay, literary <laughs> criticism. Yeah, let's see it do a play about that. Right. And it was so good. It was so well done. It was so fascinating. Yeah, yeah we did. They, the actors and the director did a wonderful job. And then May 5th through the 8th, we have a country cabaret, which you can get online now and get tickets for that. Go to our website, actdalton.org actdalton.org and uh, get tickets. Um, and that runs May 5th through the 8th every night starting at 7.30. And it's a lot of fun. It's just 
country folk music, um, and there'll be wine and beer and um, and uh, not you're not paying for it, so don't get the ABC on our tail. Um, <laughs> Uh, but uh, they will, people will know where the ABC is. <laughs> Alcohol Beverage Commission, they'll come after us if we charge for them. But we do ask for tips if you want to tip us. Um, and um, it's going to be a fun night. We'll have food. Come out and see it if you're over 21. Not over 21, don't come. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to turn you away at the door. And then the show after that is Singing in the Rain Jr., which we've just started auditions for that. Um, they're full. No, actually, we've had auditions for that. Um, so that is waiting on the cast list for that and runs. That runs the weekend of June 15th, um, uh, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I'm sorry, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then the weekend after that. And it runs the um, weekend after that, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, and Sunday is a matinee. And that's our kids, one of our kids' productions. Um, hence the name Junior, uh, and it's it's a lot of fun, and we have a great um, uh, Ashlyn Barnett is directing that, and it's, they always do a great job with the, the kids' shows. And then after that, something we're really excited about, something we're really excited about, something rotten. Um, it's a wonderful musical um, set in the Renaissance, and um, and you can get online and read all about the show and um, characters, and we're just posted the list for casting, uh, for auditioning for that. So if you're interested in auditioning for something rotten, come go onto our website, actdalton.org, and um, click on the image, and it'll take you to auditions to sign up. And that runs July 29th through August 6th. Um, then after that, we have another kids' play, The Little Mermaid Junior. So if you got any kids, 6 to 14, um, bring them out. To audition, we'll be posting uh, announcements for those auditions pretty soon, and that runs September 16th through the 24th, um, and that's going to be a lot of fun. And then after that, um, a show I'm directing is Arsenic and Old Lace, um, which is going to be a lot of fun, and that that runs October 20th through the 29th. And uh, you can get online and read all about the show. It's it's really funny. And then Halloween comes Yeah, that's going to be our Halloween show. And then our Christmas show is going to be a Christmas Carol, um, and that's adapted for the stage by Wes Finney and Ward Satterfield. It's a musical, and it is a big sellout here in Dalton. People love. We actually have to add days a lot of times because people love it, and it's a Christmas Carol. Everybody loves a Christmas Carol at Christmas, and that runs November twenty fifth through December 4th. And that's when you can get online at actdalton.org and find out all about it. Yeah, that's we're going to cut some of those. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, I'm being a little more informal on this one than I have with the, the other two because I know that I can be this way with Chad. Yes. Okay. So, like I, uh, you mentioned, I saw you perform twice in the last year. Uh, one of those was the fill-in at the last minute mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, in Rumors. But the other one was in the Kanasaga Shakespeare Coalition. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> and uh, you say that this summer they're going to do Midsummer Night's Dream. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, what what's this group about? It's Lane Davies, who's, who's had a really great film career um, in the 80s and the 90s, and he's done stuff 
you know, he's done Scrubs and um, Lois and Clark and a lot of TV shows um, recently, well, within the last 20 years anyway. Um, but he's been a, a film actor for the last 40 years. Um, he's done a lot of great things. And so he is from Dalton and came back here um, and wanted to put a Shakespeare festival together. So he got together with Wes Finney, who's a local favorite actor, and Chase Parker, who actually had direct, just directed Book of Will for us. And they wanted to put something together for Dalton. And um, Gene Burr um, donated a lot of money to the company um, before she passed and um, uh, created, not for Consaga, but uh, created, uh, she was responsible for Burr Park. And, um, she's done a lot of great things for this town and, and really teamed up with uh, Wes and Lane and Chase. And so they put this together and they've been doing it for three years. They did Henry V last summer. They did Twelfth Night and this summer we're doing Midsummer, um, Midsummer Night's Dream. And uh, um, they just wanted to bring Shakespeare. And, and Lane is a classical actor. He still does a lot of Shakespeare and he just got finished with, um, he just got finished with, uh, oh my gosh, Samuel Beckett. Uh, he just got finished with Waiting for Godot in Prague. Um, he does a lot of acting in, in Prague. Um, don't ask me where that is. I don't know. <laughs> it's one of those European cities. Well, I, I was going to say it's in Czechoslovakia, but that's not what they call it anymore. Oh. There's Czech Republic and then there's... Yeah. Slovakia, so it's separate now. Um, but yeah, he does a lot of theater there. Um, he mainly works in Prague. Um, and then um, they started bringing in, actually, it's funny, they're bringing in a lot of these great actors from Nashville that I would worked with. In, the, in 99, I did The Tempest at the Nashville Shakespeare Festival. Brian Russell and Matt Carlton. And so um, he brings in those guys to help. They're just such seasoned, amazing actors. Um, so he's friends, he's buddies with all those, those actors, a lot of the actors I've worked with in Nashville. So I'm very fortunate to kind of, that Lane likes me and he's bringing me back. Um, I was actually cast in Two Gentlemen of Verona, which was a show that we were going to do. And then the pandemic, put the kibosh on that, there was, there was a pandemic. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's amazing that, um, Dalton. Um, has that kind of a resource. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's a pretty, pretty yeah. uh, prestigious kind of thing. And we have, I mean, think about Dalton. We have four really strong theater outlets. I mean, arts outlets. You've got the Creative Arts Guild. You've got Artistic Civic Theater. You've got Dalton Little Theater. And you've got Conasaga, which is a lot for a town the size of Dalton. I mean, that's, that's more than Chattanooga. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a lot of... Um, a lot of arts outlets for a small town like this and having a resource like Lane Davis is great and Wes Finney and those people who really love the theater. Um, we're very fortunate to have that. And I think about it sometimes. I'm like, I'm, I'm in rural, I can never say it, rural, right? Rural Georgia. And um, I'm in the country, but I'm squashed in between like Chattanooga and Atlanta, these you know, Atlanta is, is about the size of Dallas, and it's this major metropolitan arts hub. And um, how lucky we are to be in a place like this with all this 
amazing opportunity. And where they're shooting all these incredible films in Atlanta, and all the Marvel stuff, and it's pretty amazing. Um, and that's one of the things I love about being here. And my point to that too is, if you're a, an actor in Dalton, there's a lot of uh, things to explore as far as the arts go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, a lot of opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. So, will there will you be casting? Will they be casting, or have they already cast for the um, um, the, um, the Shakespeare the Coalition? Shakespeare, yeah, Shakespeare Coalition. Um, they are. Yeah, they're in the process of casting certain roles. Certain roles have been cast, um, and I can. Uh, uh, they're casting. They're still looking for a Helena. They're still looking for a Hermia. They're still looking for a Puck. Uh, Peter Quince. Um, and ensemble roles and the ensemble roles are great if you're still in high school or something um well is there anything else you'd like to talk about chad well that's why i had you on because you're interesting and you're a creative person and that's what this is about it's dialogues with creators That's a nice way to put it. Yeah. We're building. We're building. Yeah. yeah. Building on the backs of giants, as they say. Mm-hmm. You know, there's yeah. nothing entirely original. Yeah. You know, there's, you don't want it to be derivative, but you, but nothing's really entirely original. Yes. You're borrowing and, and improving. It's, it's funny. I was, I'm reading Book of Rivals, that, not Book of Rivals, uh, uh, Team of Rivals. Um, and it's, it's such, what a big fan of, um, theater Abraham Lincoln was. Hmm. He was always at the theater, and he, wow. it's, it's such a beautiful explanation of what the theater was. He says, "My life is so much pressure," um, and he says, "It's just the politics just weigh me down like rocks." And he says, "The theater is a place where I can go to escape and be someone else, and not have to think about." It. It's really beautiful um, how Lincoln describes the theater for him. And he, died in the theater you know, basically it's yeah and he loved he was good friends with, with um edwin booth who's john wilkes booth's brother he was good friends with all the actors of the day he knew john wilkes um, the man who would eventually kill him um but it's that that really blew me away listening to how lincoln felt about um he had his own box seat and he would sneak in um so nobody saw him and he was there that's an amazing way to end. Yeah. So, Chad, thank you for coming by today for this dialogue with creators. I appreciate your time, and I encourage the listeners to check out the Artistic Civic Theater of Dalton to learn more about it and its upcoming season. Come see me. It's lonely over there. So come see me. Please check out the Artistic Civic Theater's website, actdalton.org. Right now, they are performing A Christmas Carol until December 3rd. Next time on Dialogues with Creators, we will speak with Southern writer Renee Winchester of Bryson City, North Carolina. Have a good day.